Welcome back to part two of my interview with Leah Segedy from Momovation. Oh my gosh, if you have not watched part one, please be sure to watch part one before watching part two because really this information is so crucial. And if you can enter just one, make one change in your life, it'll make a really big difference for your hormones, for your body, your liver, your entire body is going to thank you. All right, so let's get started. Part two with Leah Segedy. Welcome back, everyone. Okay, Leah, let's continue the conversation. We've already gone through seven things, seven chemicals, items that we should be absolutely avoiding in perimenopause and menopause. All right, let's continue that list. What's number eight? So next, we're going to talk about fire retardants because fire mm -hmm. retardants are actually the big, big, big bullies in this chemical industry, and you really had no idea. So fire retardants are worse than pesticides. They're worse than a lot of things that you would come into contact with, and they're literally everywhere. Now, where are the vast majority of your fire retardants coming from? Your television. Now, no one's going to want to throw away their television. And this is what happens. When you look at your TV, it's probably black, right? Black plastic. But to keep that television from melting, they put fire retardants inside the plastic, right? And that keeps everything from catching fire and melting. But over time, this black plastic starts to wither down and become degrade and the fire retardants leak out of it. And so when you look around your house and you see dust... The fire retardants are magnetized to the dust and they grab onto the dust and they just insert themselves. So where you see dust, you are you have fire retardants. So it's not just fire retardants, but it's perfluorinated chemicals, fire retardants, heavy metals, phthalates, it's all kinds of stuff. And it's coming from your furniture and your carpet and your electrical equipment. So this is what we recommend that's very, very science-based. The people who dust a lot have less fire retardants in their system. Now, what you wanna do is dust from the top down to the bottom, right? But if you make dusting or getting rid of dust, you know, maybe you need a, a, someone to come dust for you. Maybe you have a child, <laughs> like whatever. But just work on dusting more. And when I say dust, dust once a week because you don't want to have a dusty house. And I know that some people hate me for this. And trust me, I hate cleaning, okay? So I get it. I hate it. And I, even in my book, I tell you, I hate cleaning. I hate cleaning. But it's something that when it comes to dusting, dusting is important. It literally can save your life. So dust more. So dust every week, start from the top down to the bottom. Don't go down to the bottom and go up top because when you dust things like you know, your fan, it comes down. So you go down when you're dusting and that is going to help you get rid of a lot of fire retardants, a lot of fire retardants. And I think it's probably a good idea too, to wear a mask when you're dusting. So that way you're not inhaling the particles. I definitely would recommend wearing gloves and a mask or something like that. You're absolutely right. And go behind couches. You know what I'm saying? Like find it, find the dust bunnies, you know where they are and they're getting into the air. So the more dust bunnies you have in your house, the more fire retardants you have in your house. Everybody has fire retardants in their house. It's, it's not like yeah. you can get rid of them. It's just, it's in the carpet, it's in the furniture, it's in the electrical equipment. We live in a modern world. So the best thing you can do is just try to mitigate this. So dusting, dusting, dusting. The next yeah. thing you can do if you're really concerned 
concerned about this, which I would be um, when you start to remodel your house, when you're looking for new furniture, fine furniture without fire retardants, you can find them now. It didn't, you weren't able to find them without fire retardants several years ago, but now in the United States, at least you can find a lot of them. Uh, Momovation is doing a furniture investigation within a couple months. So we will hopefully have every brand. Um, we just don't have that right now, but that's one of the things I can tell you. And then, um, so your furniture, your carpet, if you go from carpet to wood floors or, or like a, a, a non-off-gasking pergo or something like that, that is a better, that's a better thing. But you can't really get rid of your electrical equipment. So what I would recommend instead as my next recommendation is getting a really good air purifier. We actually did a really big investigation on air purifiers. We found about 72 of these air purifiers, looked at them um, very critically. And what we found was that basically there's no way to prove that they're working the way they're working. There is no way. Okay. There's a lot of certifications. They don't help you with all of the things that you want. The brand that I recommended, which I thought was the best one, was a brand called IntelliPure. It's in the United States. If you want a discount, we have it on Momovation. That is the best one that we found. We They handed over particle, particle efficiency data to us, and only two other brands did that. And they didn't, they weren't even like as souped up. So you want a professional um, air purifier, and you want to put that air purifier fire right next to your electrical equipment. So if you have an area where there's a VCR, DVD, television, that's where you want to put it. Because remember, that is your biggest emitter of fire retardants is that big television and that equipment that's made of plastic. It's emitting over wow. time. So having that air purifier right there is going to be the best bang for your buck. So that's what I would do is get an air purifier for sure. I was actually going to ask you that. What type of air, what type of air purifier to get and how do we know which was the best one. So thank you for that. We'll make sure we, we link yeah, to it. To that was like the, that was a six month investigation. I got to tell you. And it was tough. I think you're doing this for us. Like, I, thank I, you. Thank you from all of us. Yeah, that doing we, I mean, like we literally email all the brands and we do, we're kind of like sketchy, not sketchy is bad, but like we email them as momovation and they never respond to me. So we email as a consumer and pretend we're just a normal person. And then they, yeah, and they open yourself. up the floodgates. Right. <laughs> so, so like sometimes I will email them as a person first. Cause I know they're not can answer my question is momovation and then follow up with the momovation like a week later so that they don't like figure it out. <laughs> so you've so been doing all this. We're making brands, you're making brands accountable. And at the end of the day, you they need to be accountable because we trust brands. And if we're using products, we're trusting them that they're not going to harm us, which, hello, I mean, you know, that's not obviously what it is out there. So thank you for doing that. All right, let's move on to the next one. Okay. So the next one, how do we cut down on the amount of fire retardants that you ingest? So washing your hands isn't just about COVID. It's not just about viruses. It's about getting phthalates and fire retardants off your hands. How are you getting these fire retardants off your hands? By touching things, everything. So anything you touch could have a particle on it over the end of the day, right? You are going to have fire retardants and phthalates all over your hands. That's just the way it is. So when you wash your hands before you eat, that prevents you from eating those fire retardants that you then have on your hands. So wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands, not just for COVID. The next thing, remove your shoes at the door. Do not walk in your house with your shoes. Do you know what your shoes lick? <laughs> the asphalt, the dirt, that like all kinds the of stuff. bathroom floor. I mean, it is so gross. Right. We actually did a great article. I'm going to link to it below or even in the card 
We did an article on why you need to take off your shoes in your house on Naturally Savvy. I'm going to link to it, but continue on. E. coli, bacteria, virus. I mean, it is so gross. In my house, I do not, and I know it's a very Canadian thing to take off your shoes, and it's not so much in uh, the U.S. from what I understand. Because most Americans don't do it unless they're from the Midwest and they've got to take off boots and they have like that front room, right, for boots taking off. So if you have that front room, great. Leave the stuff there. Walk into your house in socks, you know, and then there's also, we have inside shoes and outside shoes. And so that's how we kind of do it. And so we have like inside shoes that only goes on our little patio and in the house. And then everything is like an outside shoe. And of course it's, it's hell with children because half the time they don't remember and they run in the house, you know, but you know, and you, you fight those battles when you can. So what are we removing? On the bottom of your feet, you gather PCBs, DDT, and all kinds of nasty things that you're walking around, asphalt, and then you're bringing that into your house on the bottom of your feet. You just don't want to do that. A lot of those things are going to disrupt, you know, your estrogen. And so if you just remove your shoes, you've you've won most of that battle. The next thing I'm going to tell you, and this is going to blow some people's minds, it's kind of like the black coffee maker. Don't ever touch thermal receipt paper. So when you know when you go shopping and you have those receipts and they feel kind of powdery on the top, they have this weird kind of, you know, touch to it. That's because they put bisphenols, BPA, on top of the the thermal paper and the light hits it and it reacts with the light by turning black. So you will always have, so do not, whatever you do, don't use, don't burn receipts, don't keep receipts. And if you notice that they disappear after a year, that's the bisphenols. So when you are touching thermal receipt paper, that is the biggest dose of BPA you're getting the entire day and the most. So imagine if you, you know, if you're, if you work at Target or something like that, how much you're, you're handling receipts, how much you're getting inside of your body. It is, I want to say 10 times more or a hundred times more than what you're getting in cans. And so that's how big this exposure is. It's a huge exposure. Now, not all the, 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 uh, not all of the receipt paper is BPA. Sometimes it's BPS. Actually, a lot of times it's BPS. So they will call it BPA free, but BPS is the same chemical category. It's still an estrogen mimicker. It's all of those things. So for you, you just don't want to handle receipt paper. So what you can do is download an app on your phone, take a picture of it. If you have to touch it and take it, grab it from the back because the bisphenols are on the front. So you'll get less exposure if you fold it from the back. Use gloves, whatever, deny it, you know, just anything you have to do. But if you're going shopping, just kind of be mindful of it, right? And if you do touch it, wash your hands. So why are you getting such a big dose of bisphenols from the thermal receipt paper? It's not binded. Most of the time, bisphenols are bound inside plastic, right? And so some kind of chemical reaction has to happen to pull it out of the plastic, like oil or heat or something like that. But with this, this is not bound. So no chemical reaction needs to happen. When you're touching it, it is literally going through your fingers. Now, and this makes it worse. You know how they say men have thick skin? they literally have thick skin. It's thicker than ours. So if a man touches one and a woman touches one, a woman will get way more than the man does because his skin is thicker, our skin is thinner. So, and when is the worst time for you to touch a thermal receipt paper? Now. Right. Menopause, very menopause, because what happens is our our skin gets thinner because of the loss of collagen and estrogen. Oh my gosh. You know know what's interesting? 
You know, what's interesting is I always tell my daughters, I've taught my kids never to take the thermal receipts and, or take, you know, if it's from the back and sometimes if I'm at the store, I'll ask the cashier to send, to give it to me from behind or to, to close it from behind. And they're like, they look at me like I'm absolutely crazy, but I like the idea of actually a picture. I know, right? I think I'm like, <laughs> but, uh, because I know being in this industry, I knew about thermal receipts, but I think it's great. The idea of the app is a good idea. Take a picture if you want to take it. And please, for those of you who are watching that know anybody who works in a store, who you think would benefit from this information, share this video, share part one, share part two. We need to do as much as we can to help educate women in perimenopause and menopause to help avoid these toxins. Now, I'm going to clarify, we don't live in a bubble. I get that. And for some of us, for many of us, this is very overwhelming information, but Information is really important because that's when change can happen. So take what you can from this. Don't get overwhelmed. We don't want you to be so overwhelmed where you're like, oh my God, I can't do anything. What we want you to do is take what you can. So if it's one thing at a time, start to minimize, start to get rid of those black plastics, start to avoid taking those thermal receipts. Those are easy things to do without much disruption to our daily lives. So I think share this video. Let's help because the more you share, shows you care. Let's get this information out there and let's start making that change. Okay, Leah, next one. Last one. The last one is you need to change your food packaging. And what I mean by that is containers that you have in your house, if they're plastic, throw them away. So the only time you can put food in plastic is when it doesn't have fat in it, it's not warm, and it doesn't have acid in it, like citric acid. And then don't worry, right? If it's just a salad with no dressing on it, I'm not worried. If, however, it's anything with fat, could be milk, fat, cheese, whatever, anything that is warm or anything with citric acid or, you know, tomato juice or anything like that, that is when plasticizers leach out of plastic, okay? So if you just change all of your food packaging to uh, stainless steel and glass and all of that, you are walking away from a lot of things that you could be, that could be problematic. And can I throw one more thing in just because we're talking about phthalates and we were talking about phthalates before the more you cook your food from scratch, the less phthalates you are going to be exposed to the less, um, uh, problematic contaminants that are coming from food packaging. Now, they did a study and they looked at people who ate more from home, literally cooking their food, had less phthalates in their system. So that is how much we're talking about. So when you think about plasticizers, when you're going out and you're eating, you're not thinking that they collected something in something that was plastic and it might've got warmed up in the microwave in there, or it might've done this or done that. All that's happening in the kitchen behind the scenes. You're not able to see any of it, but food from a restaurant always has more phthalates in it and more contaminants in general than food that you're cooking from your house. So if you're worried about being perfect, if you cook from home, from scratch, you're taking care of like most of it right there. Even if you're not cooking organic, this is better. Absolutely. Yeah, actually, two things to that point is one number one, when I take out containers from restaurants, again, where people are like, oh, she's cuckoo. There's a restaurant that I actually love that I eat out. It's a Thai restaurant. And what I do, they use those black, now that I'm thinking black yeah. containers. So, what I do is I give them unbleached parchment paper and I make them align it with, or even banana leaf, actually, which probably has pesticides on it, but it's better than the black container. And I give them pesticides, I give them parchment paper and they wrap it, the whole thing 
in, in parchment paper and then they send it to me and I've taken pictures. I have to find them and everybody in my family already knows, or if we do pick up, I make my husband, or ask my husband to take glass containers with him to go get it if I'm doing super hot, hot food. And this restaurant is so great. They accommodate me. They know me. They're like, Hey, Andrea, they have no issue with it. So again, it's, it's asking the questions. And when you know better, you do better. Dr. Maya. Well, also, you've built a relationship and most yes. business owners will accommodate people that they have a relationship with. So if yeah. you're someone coming off the street, they might give you a little bit. If you know these people and you were there all the time, they are probably more than happy to keep you coming back. <laughs> so they will, they will be more than happy to help you. Right. And I think there's crazier things out there that people make <laughs> restaurant people have to do than using a stainless steel container. But when they do that, they know why they absolutely understand why. So, you know, I, I say, you know, don't be afraid to ask, just ask, just do it. You know, <laughs> just ask them. All right. Well, I actually have another, I, I'm going to do this. And so I'm going to end it right here. Part two, I'm actually going to have a part three. And in part three, we're going to just do a really quick question. I want to go back to the salmon. I want to talk about the salmon. Cause I said that in part one. And uh, I also ask want to ask you one more question. All right. For those of you who are enjoying this interview as much as I am, I mean, this is, to me, this is awesome information, ways that we can do better. When we know better, we do better, ways that we can make a difference in our lives and for the lives of people around us, but especially women, because we are in perimenopause and menopause, thinner, thinner skin, you know, um, changes in our body, our livers, uh, you know, we talk about detoxing our liver. All of these things play a role when it comes to being in this phase of our life. So stay tuned. Part three is coming right up. And please share this video.